This is the Italian Citizenship Podcast, hosted by Marco Permunian and Rafael Di Furia. Hello there, and welcome to another edition of the Italian Citizenship Podcast, presented by ItalianCitizenshipAssistance.com. Of course, we are back here yet again with Italian attorney Marco Permunian. How you doing, man? Good, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Today, we wanted to get into the topic about Italian municipal offices, the town halls, or in Italian, comune, singular, comuni, plural. But Marco, um, I think maybe where we should start is with the anagrafe, the, I guess, vital statistics office of the, or section. Maybe I'm mistranslating it here, so please correct me if I am. Um, But because that's one of the offices that a person would be maybe most likely to deal with when they're getting Italian citizenship or moving to the country, um, I think that might be a great place to start out. So could you tell us a little bit about that? And if my translation was wrong... Thank you. And I think this will be a very useful episode because the citizenship process has a lot to do with the town and the comune. So I think people will be very interested in understanding how the comune operates and what offices we find within the comune. So, uh, of course, we're talking about the comune as the municipal building or also like in the sense of the local government of a town. And um, and by the way, comune in Italy indicates both the town itself and the town hall. So the building where the local government is normally located. And there are several offices within the town hall that a person may have to to deal with whether they are applying for Italian citizenship or relocating to Italy. And one of those offices is, as you just said, the anagrafe. The anagrafe, which in some smaller municipalities is together with the vital statistic offices, office, so uh, which in Italian would be Ufficio di Stato Civile. But uh, they, technically speaking, have different tasks um, even if there are maybe uh, there is one single office with one person that deals with both anagrafe and stato civile, but technically speaking, the uh, purpose of these two offices is different. So the anagrafe is the office that uh, records the uh, citizens residing in a specific town. Uh, that's the main uh, purpose of the office. They do other things. Um, while the Office of Vital Statistics, they normally deal with vital records registration. So if you have to register the birth of your child, uh, your marriage, you go to the Ufficio di Stato Civile, whereas if you have to obtain a um, document confirming that you are registered as a resident in that town, you go to the Anagrafe office. Um, but like I said, in smaller municipalities, there is just one person, one clerk that deals with both. And why are these offices important when you apply for citizenship? Because the application for citizenship by descent needs to be filed at the Office of Vital Statistics of the town where you establish your residency. And the process would be, first you go to the anagrafe office to register yourself as a resident, So you come from America with all your citizenship documents, you register yourself as a resident, and then you go to the other office 
the Fighter Statistics Office to start the dual citizenship application process. Like I said, it could be just one guy that does both. So you don't have to go to the same guy twice. But um, especially in smaller municipalities, that's, that's very common. But, um, but like I said, in theory, they should be separate. And um, as part of the citizenship process, the citizenship by descent process, the Office of Vital Statistic will register, will register at the end of the process your birth certificate and your kid's birth certificate if they are minors when you get citizenship and your marriage record. So when you become an Italian citizen, as any other Italian citizen, your personal vital records will be registered in the comune where you apply, which means that you can get, for example, an Italian version of your own birth certificate from the Office of Vital Statistics in the town where you applied for citizenship by descent. Interesting. And just to maybe actually take this back a step, because you did mention about how the comune can refer to the town, but it also can refer to the city hall building itself. Um, just to give like a, an example for, uh, for those who may be listening or watching this episode, uh, where Marco is, Rovigo, it's the name of the town, but it's also uh, the Rovigo, uh, the comune di Rovigo, di Rovigo. But it's also, even beyond that, the provincia, the province, or am I mistaken on that? That's that's right. That's another example of uh, one name that refers to two different things. So Rovigo is both a town and a the capital of the province of Rovigo. So it's an area, which in Italy is called province, that includes several towns. And the major town in that area is the capital of the province. It's 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 interesting how they have that, and I'll admit during my own research for family documents, as I've kind of mentioned in earlier episodes, did lead to some confusion about what was the right place to look for documents and where to get the documents. In the end, of course, thankfully I got everything handled and got my citizenship taken care of. But to go through that, if you're coming from a from the U.S., for example. That same logic may not necessarily be what would come naturally to you, because maybe, for example, um, this the the capital of New York State is not necessarily New York City, or the capital of California would not be. I don't know if there's even a place called California City, but we don't have, for example, uh, like that type of situation, or um, not necessarily even the county will be called, like for example, where. Um, uh, either s it's just outside of Seattle or part of Seattle, King County. Um, <laughs> anyway, not important. But so just to kind of give that different idea about that there is a difference between the systems and how they work. And again, this is why we are doing this episode on um, on the Italian municipal office, on the city hall. But Marco, uh, what would be the next thing that you would say would be an interesting tidbit or uh, another section that's worth talking about because there is not just only the Stato Civile or the Anagrafe, but what are some of the other sections that you can find within the Comune? Well, other offices within the Comune have little to do with the citizenship process. There are other offices that are 
more relevant for other situations. For example, I'm thinking about the um, Ufficio Elettorale, so that deals with uh, local election, the election of the mayor, or uh, even the deals with sending the papers to vote for the elections of the Italian parliament to the Italian citizens residing abroad. And, and we can talk about that in a second. Um, but when you are residing abroad and you're registered with the AIRE, it's your comune in Italy that sends you through the Ufficio Elettorale the documents through the consulate abroad, f- allowing you to vote for the Italian elections. Actually, it's funny that you mentioned about this office. Um, I, I, I think you may remember there was a time I received a letter from this office <laughs> and I, I was freaking out because I didn't understand what it was. I read through it, but it didn't make sense to me that they were saying the at, from the elect. And I was like, the, why is the electoral office saying that I need to come in and to register? I'm not trying to run for office. What's going on here? What's happening here? Did somebody sign me up without my permission? Because, <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, uh, as you know, I've had some interesting situations online <laughs> because of my YouTube channels. There's been, anyway, not important to go into in this episode, but um, I was wondering, oh, okay, somebody probably is playing a prank on me. But you went to explain to me that this office also, uh, something that you haven't mentioned so far, they also handle um, jury duty. The, the registration for jury duty in, in Italy. So uh, I was in fact called for registration for jury duty, not that I was ever called specifically for it. Even then I was thinking to myself, why are they calling me up for this <laughs> for jury duty? Like I can speak some Italian, but honestly, I don't know if it would be the greatest idea to put someone with my linguistic ability in Italian in, in with any type of decision uh, or opinion on something that's actually probably important to somebody's life and potentially could be life-changing. So <laughs> I thought it was actually really uh, interesting that they, there's also these other things that are taken care of in that office as well. Absolutely. And maybe one more piece of information that is very relevant to uh, the dual citizenship topic is that when you become an Italian citizen and citizenship is granted by the Italian consulate, or even if you applied for Italian citizenship through a local Italian municipality and then relocated abroad, what you have to do is you have to register with the AIRE, which is the Registry of Italian Citizens Residing Abroad. And I think we did a full episode about the AIRE and what it is and that uh, the consequences if you don't register, which basically there are no consequences, uh, nothing that you should worry about at least. But um, the AIRE registry, which again is the Registry of Italian Citizens Residing Abroad, is held by the Italian consulate in your area. The registration process is quite easy. You do it by the mail or even online now. And basically you register yourself, your uh, wife, and uh, children as residing in a specific address, for example, in the US. So if you live in say uh, the uh, state of New Jersey, you will be registering, uh, if you live in Northern New Jersey, uh, with the AIRE registry held by the New York City Consulate. And the AIRE registry is held by the consulate is by the consulate in conjunction with the Italian municipality where you were either residing before relocating to the US or where your uh, birth certificate was registered when you obtained Italian citizenship. So say, for example, you applied for citizenship through 
the Italian consulate in New York and the Italian consulate in New York granted you citizenship. Your birth certificate was most likely registered in the municipality where your uh, ancestor was from, the Italian-born ancestor. So you will be registered with the AIRE held by the consulate in New York, but also with um, a special registry held by the anagrafe office in the comune where your ancestor was from. And that's how, for example, the comune is able to tell if uh, one of uh, the residents or former residents of the comune is now residing abroad and they will know exactly where you are located. So the anagrafe office that is in the Italian municipalities uh, within the town hall, it works closely with the anagrafe office of the Italian consulate. Mm -hmm. And uh, there are other offices actually that in the Italian consulate will communicate constantly with the Italian municipalities. In fact, one of the uh, purpose of having an Italian consulate is to replicate the services that are offered by an Italian uh, municipality. Fascinating. Um, so when you are living abroad as an Italian, if you have issues that you need to take care of, will they mostly be taken to the, through the consulate or will you ever have to deal directly with the comune? Mostly through the consulate. So when you reside abroad and are registered with the AIRE, so formally registered as an Italian citizen residing abroad, you will be dealing mostly with the uh, Italian consulate. And you should be dealing with the Italian consulate, even if a lot of municipalities make exceptions. So if you get in contact with them directly, they will help you just because you're registered as a resident abroad, so registered with the AIRE, but you're registered in their municipality, so they will probably help right. you anyway. So you still are within their system, like they will be able to see and access your files. Exactly. Interesting. So um, I know actually even when, um, say for an example, um, somebody who is a resident abroad registered in the IRA, but they want to get an Italian ID because where they're living, they're unable to get the ID through the consulate. So they'll go to Italy, to the Comune, and to request the ID there. But the, if I'm not mistaken, the residents will actually be, even if, say, like, for example, what is it, Colorado is under the jurisdiction of Chicago or something like this, um, that, if I'm not mistaken, the residents will actually be listed as the consulate, not as anything like in the Comune or in your town. Maybe I'm wrong there, but... Um, and that's an interesting point. Uh, the uh, anagrafe office is also the office that deals with issuing uh, ID cards for Italian citizens. So if you are wanting an Italian ID card, uh, especially if you live in the US, you can't get it through the consulate. I think right. some consulates in the European Union yeah. do that for you if you're residing in the European Union and if you're an Italian citizen needing an ID card. But if you are a US resident, you can't really get an ID card through the consulate, so you can only get it through the Italian municipality, through the anagrafe office, where you're registered as right. a um, resident. Interesting. Yeah, no, I, I, was, I was surprised to learn about the, the, the rules that, that you can get it in the EU if you're a resident in, in the EU, but in the US, it's funny. I mean, I would assume maybe it has something to do with the transportation of uh, paper and the the, the actual the the the, 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 
the materials for actually making these um, available to citizens. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. <laughs> it could be really anything. But Marco, uh, what is maybe another section of the community that we haven't gone over so far? Um, because there, like I said, there's a lot that goes on there. Absolutely. And there is one more piece of information that maybe we can um, we can just talk about mm. regarding the um, vital statistics office, so the Stato Civile office in the Comune, because, because it's very relevant to the dual citizenship process, because that's where you would ask for your ancestors' birth certificate. So we talked about this numerous times, and one of the very first steps of the dual citizenship process is locating where your Italian-born ancestor was from. And if you are from uh, the U.S., it's likely that your ancestor was born in uh, central or more likely southern Italy. So how do you go about requesting his birth certificate once you locate the town where he was from? And, and the birth certificate you requested from the Stato Civile office, uh, which is the same office that you would address after the process is over to register your, say, marriage record if you get married or mm -hmm. the birth certificates of your kids uh, if you're residing in Italy or where the consulate would register your, your marriage record or kids' birth certificates if you're residing abroad. So it's the same office that keeps the registries of all of the... Um, birth and marriages and deaths that occur in the town, that's the same office that you would use um, to request your Italian ancestor's birth certificate born 100 years ago. Of course, mm -hmm. uh, for the most recent events, everything is digitalized. But if you have to request an ancestor's birth certificate or marriage record, um, the clerk that you contact within the Vital Statistics Office in the Italian Comune may have to manually browse through the registries to locate your, say, great-grandfather's birth certificate to then create um, a certified copy for you that they can send you through the mail in America um, that you can use to start the dual citizenship process through the consulate. But to answer your question, probably another office that I say is relevant for the dual citizenship process is the office within the Comune that basically manages the uh, municipal police. Because the municipal police um, is an office that you would be dealing with because it's very relevant to the dual citizenship process is the office within the Comune that basically oversees the work of the municipal police. Because we talked about this in other videos, and the municipal police, you will have to deal with the municipal police of the Comune when you choose to apply in Italy, and more specifically, a local police officer will basically show up at your house after you have filed the paperwork to establish residency at the Comune, at the town hall. Uh, within 45 days, a local police officer will um, come to your house and verify that you actually live there, that it's not a fake residency, and then there are all the conditions for your apartment to be uh, livable. And so probably this is one of the other offices that um, within the Comune has to do very much with the dual citizenship process. Of course, there are many other offices uh, in the town hall that uh, have nothing to do with the dual citizenship process and that 
that have everything to do with the day-to-day administration of uh, the local community. But, um, for example, the office of the mayor or the tax office and so on. Interesting. So, I mean, really, for a lot of different aspects of life in Italy, when it comes to official matters, at least, it sounds like you can get really a lot taken care of within, a, generally speaking, a small area, potentially even one building. Absolutely. And by the way, I mentioned the office of the mayor. And uh, come to think of it, the mayor is also involved with the dual citizenship process because although the mayor changes over time, unlike the clerks that work uh, within the town hall, the mayor will be the one who signs uh, the decree granting citizenship to you when you apply for citizenship through the through the town hall. So it's not completely unrelated, actually. Fascinating. So, I mean, <laughs> maybe this is would be an unlikely situation, but is there ever a situation where actually even the mayor could refuse to sign the documents or to say that they would not accept these or they don't have that kind of power and it really comes down to the clerks at the end of the day? Well, I guess the mayor could refuse to sign the final decree granting citizenship. Of course, the person that uh, processes your application is the clerk that works in the vital statistics office. And then basically this clerk will just bring to the mayor the final decree uh, mm-hmm. from the mayor to sign. And I, I'm sure the mayor has the power to refuse if, for example, a law was broken or something um wasn't handled properly, but normally it's just a formality. Fascinating. But since we are on this topic of mayors, and you mentioned about how the mayors will change out, but the clerks may not necessarily change out, uh, how often are the mayors uh, actually voted in? Like, what is the, the, the normal amount of time that they will stay in office? There will be five years, and they can only be elected uh, twice. Interesting. That's a uh, Interesting that there would be that limit in place, but I do think this is actually, in fact, a great place to end off this episode. So thank you, Marco, for making yourself available for another episode of the Italian Citizenship Podcast presented by ItalianCitizenshipAssistance.com. And of course, if anybody is interested in your services and your help to be able to go through this, how can they get in contact with you and your team? People can contact us through our website, ItalianCitizenshipAssistance.com or give us a call, the number is on the website. Absolutely fantastic. And of course, if you're interested in more content like this about Italian citizenship, be sure that you are subscribed to this podcast on the YouTube channel and or the audio only version. And of course, being subscribed to the YouTube channel means that you are also automatically subscribed to the Italian real estate podcast, where we talk a bit more about life in Italy, as well as purchasing property, of course. And also, if you are interested in more content about life abroad, living abroad, living in Italy as an Italian dual citizen, or living abroad as an expat, be sure to come over to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Rafael Di Furia, or you can find the audio only version of the podcast on your favorite podcast player of choice by searching for Not Your Average Globetrotter. Again, Mr. Marco Permunian, thank you so much for making yourself available for this episode of the Italian Citizenship Podcast. Of course, I'm Rafael Di Furia. Stay safe and healthy out there, and we will see you all next time. Later. Thank you.